Hello everyone and welcome back to the Writing Lab with your host, me, Carolina. I am very happy to be back again after I took this break uh, for one week. I am very excited but also nervous of being back here. I took one week off mainly because I wanted to have some time after starting my query process for my first novel. It was also a lot of work. Just by a coincidence, it happens that it was my birthday the same week, so I decided to take the week off, sort of um, to have time to do other things that I have been putting off just because I had been dedicating more time to my writing and to the querying process. But now I'm back and I hope that you guys have had a nice two weeks. I hope that you are keeping on as you're writing. I know that these are very trying times for everyone. So I hope that you are staying safe or staying home as much as possible. And that if you have to go out and work, I hope that you are doing it like in a safe way for yourself. And I really hope that all of your family members are well. And if just by misfortune they happen to be ill or they happen to be sick very sorry about that but i really hope that um, they get better soon and that we can all move on past this pandemic and learn from it as much as we can but those are other topics i'm pretty sure everybody around you and everybody around the internet has talked about that so let's move on to something else so now I just want to tell you very quickly what I've been up to for these past two weeks. And first of all, I finished a book that is called Afterlife by Julie Alvarez. She is a Dominican writer and she moved since she was very young to the States. And this novel is a very short novel. Uh, it's only about 250 pages. Yeah, it's a novel about family, it's a novel about being an immigrant, and it's a novel about perceiving the world that is changing very constantly, and where the people around you are suffering changes, and where people around you are suffering, simply as that. And the way that, in this case, a protagonist kind of goes through all of this process, how she perceives herself, how she is perceived by other people, and how does she perceives other other friends and family around her. It's also a very interesting way of looking at immigrants also because she, the protagonist in the book, she's an immigrant who has been living in the States for a long time. And how does she perceive new immigrants who are just arriving to the States? So um, that was a very interesting point of view I do like the idea that stories like this are being written and are being told by the people that are the closest to this experience. What I mean here is that I like that immigrants are talking about their immigrant experience and that they are talking about their own culture. Something that I don't like about some of the books that I've read or some of the books that I have seen that uh, came out and not too far back actually um, one of the books that I have in mind came out not even a year ago um, in in this sort of book not afterlife so in in other sorts of books um, where immigration is one of the topics that is being talked about I personally I don't like the idea that 
someone who hasn't go through a certain topic writes about that certain topic as if they pertained or as if they belonged to these communities that they are talking about. Just because it seems to me not offensive, but almost, you are trying to say the story of someone suffer from your own point of view when you don't really know. So that's just my personal opinion. Perhaps you have another uh, point of view about this, but specifically about Julie Alvarez afterlife, I really appreciate the fact that she is an immigrant talking about immigrants. And in other news, um, as I was saying before, uh, I've already queried my first 20 agents. I am so nervous and at the same time, I don't know what to expect. I, uh, there are some moments where I feel like I am talking to a wall and there's nobody on the other side who will answer me because I've only gotten one answer and that answer was a no. Uh, I know that it's sort of like a rite of passage, but at the same time, we all send, when we are querying for agents, we all send these query letters because we want each of these people to, to represent us, right? Like we think they could be a good fit, but I think it's, uh, as a lot of people put it, it's a lot like dating, right? Like it's very unlikely that the first person that you date is going to be the person that you end up living all your life with. But um, again, I've received my first no and I received it from an agent that I actually admire a lot. Um, I would say even the agent that I have followed um, the most in social media and um, yeah, sort of like these sort of mediums and I I really admire her. But at the same time that I am kind of sad that her query letter said that, that she wouldn't um, be interested in representing me at the same time, it wasn't such a bad rejection, if that is even possible. Uh, she mentioned that my query letter was very solid. Well, maybe she didn't say very solid, but she did say solid. Um, so that makes me a little okay. I don't feel so bad. At least I did something right. At least I am on the right track there. Maybe my story is not exactly what she's looking for right now, but maybe it will be for someone else. At least I know that the first impression that I am giving to people is not as off as I uh, feared it could be. Um, again, I'm still waiting for the other 19 agents. I don't know what's gonna happen there. I uh, I mean, you, you can read so many stories uh, on Facebook and I don't know, in writers groups where people hasn't heard from agencies or from agents in like months almost. And then out of nowhere, you get a response. So I don't really know what to expect. I don't really know when to continue and uh, keep on querying people. Uh, I am very confused and like, I feel like a, <laughs> I'm still in the woods, you know? I'm not in the clear yet, but it's a fun place to be also. I feel like I am never gonna be in this place again. I have, I am never gonna be querying agents for the first time again. So 
at the same time i am very open and very happy to receive any kind of feedback and any kind of response i just if it was up to me of course i would have someone representing me right away and i wouldn't make it um, take it so long or make it so difficult but at the same time it feels i don't know why it feels like like i am shaping up as a writer you know like I feel like this is something every writer has to go through and it is gonna sound stupid but the fact that the first agent that rejected me was an agent that I admire so much and an agent um, that I, I that I have been following for a while and uh, an agent that I respect and all of these things at the same time that of course it kind of makes me sad that she's not interested in representing my story at the same time, it kind of gives me, like, it, it makes me feel like it is a good omen, you know? Like, <laughs> I know this doesn't make sense, but I feel like it is a good omen that the first person to reject you is someone that you admire, but at the same time, they didn't reject you because they didn't think that you did something right. No, like, I feel like it, it is a good omen that she... Even though she rejected me, she had said she said something good about my query. So I'm gonna stake. I'm gonna stake hopeful and I'm gonna keep on querying in the future. I also went through some mistakes and I don't know. I feel like I I would have not come across these mistakes before. I mean I could have, but I, I mean at the end of the day I didn't. But it's something that I've learned about and it's something that for sure in the future I will continue to to learn. Um, what else? Well, as I said, yeah, also it was my birthday. I turned 26. I don't know where I am going with my life. <laughs> but it was, a, it was very happy. It was a very, very nice day. Uh, a lot of friends were with me and my I talked to my parents that morning. So 26 looks promising although they are taking place in a very very strange world right now but again I'm staying hopeful I'm staying positive which is something very weird in me but I am trying and now I have started two books and I know that I am I saw I mean I suck I I've been taking so long to finish even one book and I've taken two into my arms so, so I don't know how that's gonna go but I started a Normal People by Sally Rooney, which I've heard everywhere. I've heard everyone talking about that. So I I have a very good feeling about that book. And I also started the 27 Essential Principles of Story by Joshua Randin. Sorry, by Daniel Joshua Robin. Sounds like a very promising book. I'll tell you about it later. When, once I'm done, so expect this to be like, I don't know, two months. <laughs> but yeah, this is all pretty much everything that has happened in my writing life for the past two weeks. But on this episode, what I wanted to talk to you and what I've been thinking about mostly for these past two weeks is the lack of rewards in the starting of a writing career. Or for that matter, in the at the beginning of every creative sort of vocation career i've been feeling um for these past few weeks 
that I am going nowhere, that I am working a lot, that every little bit of free time that I have, I am dedicating to this project that I have. And so far, I know, I mean, if you are hearing me on the other side, probably you're thinking that, hey, Carolina, come on, like, you haven't been here for that long. Like, you haven't been... Um, you haven't been writing for that long so of course it's gonna take time and everything but for me there have been like there, it has been like almost two years in the process of writing this book and in the process of dedicating my free time to learn things about writing and reading and like mostly dedicating every bit of free time I have after my day job to this and actually I know that this pandemic was uh, a very very rough time for a lot of people around the world and I know and I feel very very gifted and privileged for having this time and being able to dedicate it mostly to this part of my life to this writing I feel like even though when it was uh, when it has meant a lot of hardship in the world I feel like personally it has given me more time to work on all of this and I am very grateful for that um, but again I, I sometimes feel like I want to stop doing all the things that I'm doing like I mean this podcast and writing and then trying to have an Instagram and all I want to do is you know just lay on the grass and look at the sky and the clouds and hear background music because many many areas of my life not only this um, the artistic or literary part in many aspects of my life I've been feeling like I am going nowhere like I am getting I mean I know that having food and having a roof over my head and having a place to sleep those are more rewards than what a lot of people has, like I know, and I don't want to sound disrespectful to other people's um, situations, and I don't want to sound like I have forgotten how good I have it. Um, in that in that sense, I am very grateful for what I have, even when um, I don't see it every day, when I don't think about it this way every day but after you have been working and working for so long and again not only it's not only about this project um, writing is also concerning some other topics in my life i feel like you have i have been working and working and pushing and pushing myself up and like dragging myself forward and even when it has been very hard and i i feel like i have to continuously keep on pushing and pushing and sometimes I feel like I am not moving at all like I I know I am moving but I feel like the amount of movement I have been able or ha I have managed to make is not that much it's like still so far away from where I want to get so sometimes I just feel like I just want to pursue something else, you know? I just would like to pursue another career and continue with a simpler life. And I start to wonder about 
And I and I keep on thinking that maybe I would just be happier and it will be a, a lot simpler if I just continued with a very straightforward sort of job. Like maybe I'll just start a business, like, I don't know, like making cakes or baking uh, some goods and then sell them or perhaps like um, clean houses or becoming a receptionist or a carpenter. And I don't mean to say that these are bad professions or careers because really they are not. I, I have honestly given it a thought about taking one of these as a career just because they are pretty simple. And sometimes I feel like I am tired of trying. If, if that's, if, is that allowed to say in 2020? Like I am honestly tired of continuously having to push and push and push and not getting any sort of reward or not achieving any of the goals that I want. Maybe I would just like to be a translator or a physical therapy facilitator. I don't know. I just want something that I can go to school for and then work for that. Or that I can take some courses and then work on that. I just want something that it's simpler to feel or to think that if I do this, then I'll get this other thing. But then I also think about it and I'm like, you're just being delusional because nothing is like that. It doesn't matter that you have a degree, a PhD, a master's on any field because that is not gonna assure you that you will have the future that you want. I know, and I know all of these things. Um, but at the same time, I cannot stop myself from feeling this way, you know? Um, I just want a little of that rewarding satisfaction of your work actually having a favorable outcome. I just feel like I will never make it to the other side, wherever that other side is, and I feel like I just want to give up. Which, unavoidably, which inevitably made me think of, um, I don't know if you have seen this video on YouTube, but it's a Harvard commencement speech, um, and the speaker is Pete Davis, and he, I think he was one of the graduates, and it was the speech for 2010. And he talked about something that he called an infinite browsing mouth. <laughs> it sounds like so weird, so millennial, but he described it as that feeling you get while you are trying to decide what to watch and that ultimately leads you to cut your losses, sorry, to cut your losses and then just go to bed without even having watched anything. Like you're so tired of looking at all of your options that you just end up like, I don't even have the stamina in myself to make a decision now. I've seen so much that whatever I choose, I'm gonna be leaving something good out. And then you just are like, you know what? Um, I just want to pack my things and go. That's, uh, that's something that has been in my head lately. I saw this video maybe like two or three years ago and it has, been there like in like in the back of my head i think it's very interesting what he said because it is very often that this happened like this has happened to me and honestly i feel like lately i have been avoiding netflix for a while 
just because I don't want to get into that area where you don't know what you want to see, what you want to watch. And if I don't know beforehand, what am I going to be watching? I just really don't feel like getting into the app anymore. Just because I don't, I dread the browsing simply because it makes me anxious. Just by looking at, at all the great things I am not watching and that I am missing instead of actually enjoying what I decide to watch. What do you think? Like, has, I mean, what do you think? Has this ever happened to you? Like, I, I know that this happens to other people too, but it is just very, very difficult to find the point until um, the, the reasonable amount of second guessing that you can give to anything in life like i know that you have to second guess everything and that you have to question everything that i know and that is something that um i i believe has taken humanity so far in uh, in developments and stuff but i wonder how much questioning is enough like if we continue to question every little choice we make if we If we have so many options, how to choose from something? How do you know that the thing that you are choosing is the right thing? And what what bothers me is that probably you will never know if it actually was the right thing or not. And I don't know, what do you think? Should one move on and keep on browsing and trying things um, to your heart's content? Or should one, or should we make one of those bold moves and make a stand and close the door behind us and stop looking around and focus on what's ahead. Like focusing on one thing. Like I, there are some days where I think, um, where I agree with, with one side and there are other days that I agree with the other side. And then there are days where I don't agree with anyone, <laughs> with any of these points of view. And I know it's a good thing and a bad thing because internet has given us so many opportunities. There are so many free courses online again, and even more so with this pandemic, a lot of sites and a lot of resources have been made available to bigger audiences and even sometimes for free. That it is so easy to start something like it was pretty easy to start a podcast for me it was pretty easy to start an instagram account it's pretty easy for me to start writing and i'm pretty sure there are other areas where it's also pretty easy to get started like i could take a course online to become a yoga instructor or i could start a course online and then become an or start myself in i don't know for to be an, an accountant and i could start a job in again in baking or I don't know you know what I mean I mean sometimes things are there are so many options out there that the process of making a decision is just extenuous like it's just so hard because it doesn't matter what you pick you feel like you're missing out but at the same time I think that one of the boldest things we can do is just to decide on something to go with something through it all to stick to something to make a stand to continue to work towards something i think that's very very admirable and i feel like 
that is a task that is very honorable as well. I think that a good way to figure out which way to choose for me is to think about the Carol, uh, the Carolina that is gonna be here in 40 years. What would she wanted me to do? What would she think, okay, this was a good decision or what will I want in 40 years about this young Carolina? I, and I feel like that is a answer that is not even that hard to find. I would have liked for this 26 year old Carolina to continue trying, to keep on trying, to keep on working at it. I think that's what I'm gonna have to do. I think I'll just have to keep the door shut behind me and I'm gonna have to keep on going if, and even if nothing results from my work, for now at least. And perhaps that means that I just have to keep on trying and learning from every experience. And I know this sounds like self-help and everything, but I wanted to talk about this because it is hard to make a decision. And not only in your career, I have a lot of friends that are going through different sort of decisions. There's a friend that is thinking about moving to another province. There's other friends that are trying whether to decide if they are going to continue a relationship with someone or if they are going to continue in their jobs. There's so many different sort of decisions in our daily lives that sometimes it's just hard to see where each of them will take us. But it's maybe taking those decisions, what continues, what continues to make us move, what continues our momentum. I am continuously afraid of decisions because I don't know what the outcome is gonna be. But now I know that perhaps, perhaps that's the greatest thing about making the decision. You don't know what the outcome is gonna be. But I think that maybe that commitment to what you want it to be, that commitment and the hard work that you put into it, I think that that may be the best part about it. And it's sort of like, it's more about the road than, to, than the final goat sort of thing. But maybe they weren't that wrong. I also wanted to talk about this because I know I know that maybe you are tired too. Maybe you are tired from your job or you're tired from a relationship or from the people around you or from something. Even maybe you are tired and bored from yourself. But I feel like at any moment we still have that opportunity to pick up something and decide to go with it through it all. So I would invite you to think what is something that really moves you, that really talks to you, that really excites you. And even if you don't know what the outcome of that is gonna be, even if you don't know if it's gonna be what you want or not, just be careful and take all the measures that you can to make it work and then shut the door behind you and do not think about all the other options that there could be out there because 
these other options are like ghosts you know like they follow you everywhere and then you keep on measuring against them everything that you do and everything that happens in your life and honestly that's just pretty stupid we cannot live with all of these ghosts walking behind us we cannot allow them to do so Davis also mentioned in this speech that boredom and distractions are the enemies of staying in for the long haul and that in that scenario the most radical thing to do is to take a stand to make a commitment and stick to it so let's take on these commitments let's take on these decisions and stick with them through them all through it all because for me this is it for me this is the most radical act for me this is the most radical thing i can do showing up to my writing lab showing up to my desk showing up every day even if i don't want to even if i feel like there are many many other things that i should be doing for me this is the most radical thing i could possibly do follow what i want to do follow my dreams follow my heart and follow the idea that i can make a change in the world that i can help someone with my work even if there are no rewards in any time soon even if i can see them i feel like I owe it to myself just the same way that you owe it to yourself to stick with whatever it is that you love and whatever it is that excites you and whatever it is that makes you want to do things and to explore and to investigate and to do research and to ask people whatever it is that is moving you do it stick to it shut the door behind you and shut your eyes to every other option for a good while. Give it a full and honest try. I feel like in this world where we can be whatever we want, it can be a blessing, but it can also be doom. I'm not saying that in my case, writing is going to work and I'm not saying that I am going to become a bestseller and I, I'm not even saying that I'm going to be good. All I'm saying is that I am worth the try and I owe it to myself to try and I would invite you to do it too whatever it is that you like to do if you do, if you like to take pictures if you like to write poems if you like to dance if you like to do math if you like to do physics if you like whatever it is that you like to do Give yourself that chance and stick to it. Even if you want to quit, just give it an honest and serious try. If after a while you honestly feel like you honestly feel like that's not the place for you, okay, quit and change and readjust your goals. If there is anything in this world like you feel like you want to do, just try it and bend every piece of your reality in order to do it and make yourself room for these new changes and make room for these new things in your life. And you know what? Be brave about it. Sometimes it's hard to tell other people that we have changed our minds, that we want, that we want to do something else. So I would urge you to be brave and love what you love. I think that's it. Have you ever spent the night going through Netflix? <laughs> 
I would like to know if this happens to you. Maybe you like to go through all of your life options or maybe like love and love interest options or school options or even something as simple as serial options. Like, do you find it hard to make decisions? Is, or is it just me? I, I would like to know how other people feel about decisions. Um, this is all for today. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'll see you next week. Please remember to follow um, my Instagram account, which is Already Lab. And also don't forget that you can support um, the podcast through Patreon as well. Thank you so much and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.